What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Kicking It with Chief V. Hopefully, everyone is doing great out there today. If you're not, hey, look at it this way. You're still breathing. You took a breath today. You're still alive. There's still greatness to happen. There's still great things in front of you. So uh, I don't know what your situation is. I don't know what you're going through, but I do know that there is hope. Today, I just uh, want to talk to us uh, about authenticity and vulnerability uh, from not necessarily just a leadership position or a leadership arena, but it, it could be for anyone. Because I believe that when we connect at the human level, it is through being authentic and we got to be a little bit vulnerable. So it doesn't matter if you're in a leadership position or not, just connecting at the human level. We have to be authentic and we have to be a little bit vulnerable. What comes to mind when you see or hear the words authenticity or authentic? A genuine leader is not a searcher of consensus, but a molder of consensus. That was from the great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So what comes to mind when you hear that word, authenticity? How about what comes to mind when you see it or written or hear someone say authentic leadership? Well, probably, I would imagine, most people anyway, that I have talked to about this, and there's been a lot that I've talked to, to be honest with you, that they really don't know what it means. Most will seemingly default to saying, well, just be yourself. When in and of itself is not necessarily wrong, but I mean, let's be honest. Sometimes we don't need to be ourselves, right? I mean, I'm, I don't know. I can't speak for you. I can speak for me. Sometimes in my growth as a leader, my growth as a, a airman, my growth as a human, I did not need to be myself, quote unquote. So I think there's more to it than that. It must be more than that, right? Of course it is. There's more to it. And I'll tell you what, it also does not exclusively mean that you uh, need to be yourself because, like I said, let's face it, sometimes when you're being yourself, you're not leading anyone. And sometimes the people that do not make those adjustments in life, they definitely don't need to be leading anyone. If we were to look it up the definition of authenticity, we'd find that it means, in my Calebisms, the most simplest form, to not copy and paste anyone else. You know what I mean when I say that, to not copy and paste someone else? You know, we do it on, on documents and stuff like that, you know, when you're trying to save time, you copy from this document, move it over to the next document that you're working on. Now, I'm not talking about plagiarism, y'all. I'm saying like from copying from one type of document to another. We can't do that with people. You must be true to your values and beliefs and not be swayed by what is popular right now. How many times have y'all seen that? How many times do you see like people trying to be like somebody that they read about or somebody else uh, that they saw give a speech or a presentation or another boss or another supervisor, what, what happens when they try to apply that? Or maybe you yourself have found yourself in that situation. What's it like when you try to apply that to leadership? What is authentic leadership anyway? Well, it's quite simple, really. It is applying your personal core values to your leadership philosophy. It doesn't mean that you read this book or that book or watch this video or that video or this podcast or and try to regurgitate it into your leadership journey, 100%. So don't go and try to copy and paste. Remember, we just talked about copy and paste. Don't try to copy and paste somebody else's leadership philosophy. Why? Come on, chief, let us do that. No, I'm not going to let you do that. Because you will most likely fail at being perceived as authentic. Remember, books or any other medium are like a trail guide, a roadmap, not a direct order or compliance narrative. Now, if your values are exactly the same as the author, the speaker, blah, 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 fill in the blank, and you are there, I don't know, let's say a clone, then then it's okay to copy and paste because, honestly, you're the same person. But everyone else, and let's just go ahead and say everyone because no one's a clone, everyone else has to apply the material in accordance with their own personal values. Otherwise, simply put, you're not being authentic. 
Are we are we picking it up? Maybe I should go a little bit more in depth. Imagine. Heck, you may have even seen this play out. You're in a particular organization, a work center, an office, and your boss or your manager, or that person who's responsible for your well-being, your supervisor, whoever, is a mild-mannered person who is relatively a quite-spoken leader. Now let's say they decide to read a book on leadership. And they pick up a book written, I don't know, let's throw in a, maybe a seal. There's a lot of those out there. Or there's a few of them anyway. So maybe they pick up a book written by a U.S. Navy SEAL. And and I use this example because, like I said, there's a, a few popular ones out there right now. And then they return, your supervisor, this person we're talking about, they return to work the following week and immediately try to apply that leadership philosophy that the SEAL team leader used in their endeavors. Which, should I caveat here, the SEAL team leader, their their endeavors, taking care of our nation's business on the battlefield, kicking the door, shooting bad people in the face. Probably not what you and your supervisor do. See, as it turns out, your office doesn't take too kindly to someone walking in and saying, Team, listen up. You're all effed up. Go on F yourself. Which is actually an ex- extraction from the, from a book I read. It is an expectation from that particular leader for the team to work with on their failures to perfect their execution of said task. So imagine it like this. So like the boss walks in and is like, Hey, yep, everybody's all messed up. Go, go fix yourself. Just because that works on a SEAL team doesn't mean it's going to work in your office. So just putting yourself in that position where the, someone does that is that example we used. That is not going to go over well at all. You're not going to look at that person and be like, man, they're an authentic leader. You're not going to feel that way at all. You may see something else that starts with an A, but it's probably not going to be authentic. That's what I'm getting at. Do not try to blindly apply leadership philosophies without first melding them with your own personality, your own traits, your own core personal values and the team you are leading. The boss, the supervisor we used in our previous example, failed at all those aspects, right? They were quite spoken. They were mild mannered. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But you can't go from that to being a SEAL team leader. It just doesn't work that way. You can't go from that to applying some leadership philosophy that's completely opposite or contrary to the way everyone else knows you. Now, I'm not saying you can't do a metamorphosis, if you will, a growing and a changing, but you're not going to do that overnight. Your people are going to know that. Have you failed in a similar way? Have you ever have you ever done anything like that? Ask your team or previous teams. They might have a different answer for you. Listen, we all do it. Don't run from it. Just face it head on and then stop doing it. Simply be authentic. I can give you an example. Now, these are my leadership taglines. They may work for you and they may not. So, obviously, use it through a filter. Passion, trust, and legacy. Implemented with care. We talked about that in a previous podcast. Just remember to cross-check your personality, your core values, what you stand for, and your team dynamics before you read a book and try to apply that leadership philosophy. Authenticity is about adding value to the lives of those you lead. It's not about you feeling good about yourself. It's not about the Instagram posts. It's not about the tweets. It's not about the storyboard. Oh, look at me. Look how great of a leader I am. It's not about that. That's not authenticity. Some people think it is. Look, oh, look how authentic I am. I'm out here working in the trenches with the airmen. Ain't nobody looking at that. They all know what you're up to. Now, I'm not saying you can't go out and take selfies with airmen. But that's not being authentic. Being authentic is that you're out there. Some people go out there and just, just for the photo op. Nobody's looking for no photo op leaders around here. Anyway, back to being authentic. It's about leading with your values, never accepting anything other than your very best. It's about you slowing down. It's about you quit checking the boxes and start or continue, because some people are already doing it, creating relationships with people. It's about preparing others to take your place and then empowering them to take it. It's about being the same person on the job as you are when you're hanging out with your family and your friends. I often say, if you've seen Caleb, then you've seen Chief V, and vice versa. But Chief V, didn't you say something about vulnerability? Didn't you say you were going to talk to us about that? Oh, yeah. Yep. 
Should leaders be vulnerable? What do you think? If you think so, why? Let me give you my thesis on it. You must be vulnerable. If you ever desire to be a leader, a legend, most people do not connect with leaders who are not vulnerable because those leaders are not seen as approachable. You might have connected with someone before, but you might not have ever put it into the term of like, that was a vulnerable leader. You might have said, that's just a, that's a, that's a good person. They listened to me. They cared about me. But something drew you to them that made you want to connect with them. But you might not have called it being that that leader was vulnerable, but they were vulnerable nonetheless. Honestly, most people describe them as they were very transparent. Or you might have heard this before. They were real. It's just a real person. That's true, and we will cover transparency later down the road. We can never reach any notable level of transparency, however, if we're not first vulnerable. So if you're not vulnerable, you're never going to be transparent anyway. What comes to mind when you read or hear the word vulnerable? Most people think weakness. However, I submit to you that it takes courage to be a vulnerable leader. Otherwise, you risk the perception that you are a robot or superhuman, that you are never wrong. And that is not only not inspiring, because check it, people, if they can't see themselves in you, you're not inspiring anybody. Nobody's inspired by Superman. You might be, you might be like, wow, that's, that's great. That's awesome. I'm glad you can lift a building and fly and whatnot, but I can't. So you're not inspiring me because I'll never be inspired to fly because I'm not Superman. So think about that. If you're in a leadership position, how late are you sending out emails? How early are you sending out emails? What are you saying when you're around people? Are you telling stories? Are you the hero of your own story? Better check yourself. People don't want to follow leaders that are always right. Let's put it this way. If people cannot see themselves in you or the organization, then they will not be inspired by you. If you're not real, then you're not inspiring. You may think you are, but you're not. Brene Brown, I don't know if you've heard about Brene Brown, Brene Brown or not, but she talks about it in her book, Dare to Lead. Googled Brene Brown TED Talk. That one will pop up. I don't know, it's got like over, I don't know how many millions of views, but a lot. And then you could read her book as well. It does it a lot more justice than I do. I mean, I'm rambling on on the podcast. To be vulnerable, you must be very confident in your personal values, your beliefs, and your life position. Like, whoa, chief, hold up a minute. What are you talking about? Look, I'm not going to get into it on this podcast about personal values and your beliefs and your life position. To be vulnerable, you must be very confident in your personal values, your beliefs, and your life position. Whoa, 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 Chief V, hold up, hold the phone on this one. What are we talking about here? Well, I don't have time to go in-depth with it right now. Maybe a future podcast where we'll talk about personal values, your beliefs, and your life position. But to be vulnerable, whatever those are, again, not getting into it right now, but whatever those are, you got to be confident in those. Otherwise, you're not going to expose yourself because you're, you know, like sometimes when you don't really want to answer the question because you're afraid you don't really know the answer to the question, like the teacher calling on you or whatever. They're like, uh, I think I know, but I don't really want to answer it because then there might be a wrong or a follow-on that I definitely don't know anything about. What's your why? Again, not we won't have time to discuss it here in this podcast. We'll do a follow-up. But what is your why? If you know what your why is, then this will fall in the line with that, and you have no problem being vulnerable. If you know why you're here on Earth, and if any other part of it is to lead, then you're. it's highly probable that you'll be more open to the idea of being vulnerable than than if you weren't. So if you don't know why you're here on Earth, if you don't, if if part of your purpose, your life purpose, your life position, then you probably will have a little bit of a hard time understanding vulnerability. But just at the human connection level, you have to be vulnerable. Any relationship that you've been in or been a part of or that you started or ended, I guarantee there's some the pieces of vulnerability that come to play in there, either starting or ending that relationship. Can I share something with you? The largest leap in my leadership effectiveness, not that I'm claiming to have achieved some any real leadership milestone, 
but the largest leap in my career happened in 2013 at Kadena Air Base, Japan. And I'm fully convinced that is because when this, I decided to be vulnerable with my team. I'm not going to go into my life story, but to give you just a little bit of backstory uh, for your own situational awareness, I endured some abuse as a child. A lot of abuse, actually. Among some of other horrible situations I was exposed to in my early childhood, I was ashamed of where I was from. I was ashamed of my dad. He was in prison at the time. And what he had done. I thought that others would place his guilt, quote-unquote, his sins, on my head. So basically, they're like, well, if, if he comes from that, he probably is that. And like, I was destined to repeat these things. Finally, during one of our resiliency stand-down days, I shared a portion of my story and the things that I struggled with. And in our career field, it's not common to do that. And in a lot of career fields across the Air Force, it's not common to do that. But I, I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a, a leap here. I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable with my team and show them the importance of these resiliency days that we have in the Air Force, across the Air Force. You know, I know you can roll your eyes at it. I think we, we overuse the word resilient too much, if I'm just be blunt with you. I think we overuse that word. I had been through something, and I wanted to share this with my team. I was going to be vulnerable with my team. And also saying, hey, it is important that we have a down day to talk about these types of things. And they shouldn't wait on that day alone to have these conversations, but it's going to take advantage of that time. You know, I, I was a mass sergeant. I wasn't like the most junior airman in there. So, you know, you've, if you're in that position, if you're a senior NCO, you know, and you're being vulnerable, you're like, hey, if I lose my team, then if they, you know, they lose faith in me or, you know, not inspired by me anymore, then how am I going to lead them? So I was, I was battling that in the back of my mind, to be honest with you. I gathered everyone up and I was like, hey, let's go to the break room. I stated what I wanted to share with them and what my purpose, my heart, my reason on it was. And then I kicked us off. I shared what I feared, what I struggled with, what I wanted out of life. And I shared about the times that I wasn't even sure that I wanted to live as a young teen. Finally, I said, this is me. This is Caleb. This is, who's behind, this is who is behind this uniform. I'd originally expected for some of the team to, to write me off or think of me as weak. Now, some may have, but I, I never knew about it. And no one ever voiced or did anything to lead me to believe they felt that way. All they ever did was support me. And they started to share their stories too. We instantly began to grow stronger as a team that day. And we all had a newfound respect for each other. Because we started to realize that we all, every one of us, go through things. Some things are big. Some things are small. I go through the abuse that I've gone through. Someone else might go through losing a pet. And their parent didn't show empathy or didn't show sympathy even for them doesn't mean that their scar, their psychological scar is any less than my psychological scar. It just means it's different. We all go through things. That's an example of what leadership vulnerability means to me. What does it mean to you? I should also state that you have to know yourself and what you're comfortable with sharing. I'm not telling you to go out there and, and share everything about your life if you're not comfortable with it. You may not be comfortable enough to share your entire story yet, but keep working. Keep working with your team. Keep sharing the portions of your story that you are comfortable with and both you and your team can handle. Always keep it professional and clearly state your purpose. Once you state your purpose for sharing, it will assist your team in becoming ready to listen, to hear, and to learn from you. Additionally, being vulnerable doesn't always mean sharing your story. Sometimes it is as simple as admitting you were wrong. I know, right? It's crazy. I challenge you to consider what vulnerability means to you. What does authenticity mean to you? And how can you show a little bit as a leader, as a human? Remember, no one really likes a superhero they can't see in themselves anyway. Lead on. Never forget why you're here. Always be proud of what you do. Look after each other. Take care of each other. Be vulnerable with each other. And always be authentic. Y'all know the deal. Till we talk again, y'all keep it real. Chief V, out.